hello, and welcome to our podcast here at Discovery Point Church. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message inspires you and is the beginning of a life-changing relationship with Jesus. Enjoy the message. But what I want to talk to you today um, is a message titled Intimacy Over Formality. Intimacy Over Formality. If you were here last week, you know that Pastor Ron um, started us on the model prayer that Jesus gives us in Matthew chapter six. And Ron, last week, he talked about how you can break this prayer down into six different petitions. And the first three, they deal with the holiness and the will of God. The last three, they deal with more personal matters. And Pastor Ron, he did a great job last week of talking about the first four. Today, we're gonna pick up where he left off uh, and talk about the last two. And I was thinking uh, about me and Ron because we're kind of tag teaming this, this message, right, this, this sermon. I was thinking, man, me and Ron, we make a great tag team pastorally, right? Like, we could handle stuff like this, but we would be the worst wrestling tag team of all time, man. Like, with his knees, my ankles, we'd be easy to deal with in the ring, you know what I'm saying? But you're in good hands uh, with the pastoral stuff. We got you. So I'm excited, and I would say, too, if you didn't get a chance to hear the message last week, Ron did an incredible job. So you can hop on our YouTube website, um, and if you didn't get a chance to hear it, it was very encouraging. And Ron's smart, y'all. You know what I'm saying? It's just he's great to learn from. Um, he's, a, he's a great guy and a great pastor. He's not in here right now, so I can say all that stuff. <laughs> but we're going to pick up on the last two uh, petitions in this prayer that, that Jesus tells us to pray. And, and how I want to look at them today and approach them is to see that, that there's reasons behind these things that Jesus tells us to pray. The whole prayer is not just something Jesus is like, oh, y'all need something to pray? Why don't you guys just try this out, right? But there's a lot of intention. And for us as Discovery Point Church, talking about the kingdom life and being kingdom citizens, I believe there's kingdom purposes behind these things that Jesus tells us to pray. We're also gonna look at um, the fact that there's kingdom promises that are attached to these petitions. Jesus isn't like, just pray this and see what happens, right? But if you kind of do your research a little bit, if you get in the word of God, you see when you pray these things, God will answer these prayers and he's promised to. So we're gonna look at that a little bit and then uh, we'll get on up out of here um, and go get some, y'all eat lunch after this? What do you guys do after nine? I'm a 10.30 guy, I go eat lunch. I don't know what y'all do. Whatever you do, go do, we can go do that uh, after this. So if you have your Bible, uh, turn with me to Matthew chapter six. Uh, we're going to start in verse 9 and just read the whole prayer, and then we're going to read two extra verses at the end um, that are kind of tacked on there. But Jesus, he says this in verse 9. He says, pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So that's the conclusion of the prayer. These are the following two verses. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others of their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive your trespasses. So that is where we're gonna dive into today. Um, let's take a moment and pray again, and then we'll, we'll get busy. Lord Jesus, we, we come before you, and we just thank you. Um, for this moment, for this time that, that we get to gather together as a body, God, as brothers and sisters. And as we prayed earlier this morning, God, that this place would be filled with your Holy Spirit. 
We know that you're here, that this place would be filled with laughter and hugs and handshakes. And God, I saw that in the foyer this morning. So I just thank you, God, for this community that we have, um, for these relationships that we have, God, that build each other up. That is such a blessing to have. Um, So we thank you for that, Lord. We also thank you for your word that we have the opportunity to turn to it today. And God, I pray that it would speak to us loud and clear, Lord. Um, that, that just because we're at church, this wouldn't be just a formality or we're just here just to say we went to church this weekend, God, but we're here to receive something from you. So I pray that you would help us to posture our hearts in the right way. God, I, I do lift up anybody who has stuff going on, who's anxious, who's carrying heavy burdens. Lord, we give those over to you right now. We ask that you would help us to give those to you right now. God, so we can have open hands to receive your word, and your message today. Lord Jesus, I pray for myself as I know I can't do this without you, Lord, and I won't try, but I will abide in you as you abide in me, and I ask that when the words fill me, God, you would speak. You would speak. Lord Jesus, go to work on our hearts today and help us to have some fun as we're in here. And we ask this in your, your holy and your precious and your matchless name. Amen. 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 All right, so... As I said, I want to start out with pulling some kingdom purposes out of these verses here. So we're going to start with verse 12. Jesus here says, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Now, the kingdom purpose that I think we can pull out of here is that when we live lives of forgiveness, when we pray this prayer and apply it to our lives, we can show the world the heart of God. We can show the people of this planet the heart of of our God and our Savior, and we practice forgiveness. Now, I want to point out here that, that Jesus, he puts a connection between God forgiving us and us forgiving others, right? There's a connection there, and it's so important that at the conclusion of this prayer, the first thing that Jesus says is that there's a connection between the way you forgive other people and the way that God forgives you. Now, this verse right here, y'all, it is not talking about our salvation. I want to be very clear on that because it freaked me out the first time I read it, too. It's not talking about our salvation or our justification. What this verse is talking about is our relationship with God, our fellowship with God and our fellowship with other people. It's also talking about how we represent the kingdom of God. I'll give you this, this quote from, from Dr. Tony Evans. He says, don't miss that God's forgiveness is conditioned on your forgiveness of others. Jesus isn't talking about salvation here, but about our fellowship with God after we're saved. Pastor Ron last week, he did a great job of explaining that our salvation, man, Jesus took care of that, right? Jesus' sacrifice and his atoning work on the cross, that is where our salvation is found. But what we're talking about here is our relationship after that, our relationship with God after that. I love that Tony Evans, um, he says that it's part of our discipleship, right? It's part of our growing. It's part of our walking with God. He says, to forgive is not to hold a grudge, not to seek retribution. Since we all need forgiveness regularly, we must not withhold it. So what this really comes down to, y'all, is a matter of obedience. Jesus calls us to love people. We can't love people if we're holding grudges on them, if we're we're shading them, if we're looking at them side-eyed, right? Like, we can't love people fully like that. And we can be honest, man. Sometimes... There's some things, y'all, that, to be honest, we just got to get over and move past and give forgiveness. Sometimes there's some things that are heavy and that are hard, and and forgiveness is a little bit of a process. But I know that God will help you get to where you need to get to. 
if you can pray and you can give it over to him, that's why I love that, that Tony Evans throws this discipleship in there, right? If you can work through something with God, man, he will heal and he will restore and he will help you to forgive those who have wronged you. But it's all about, I believe, taking the right step and moving in the right direction because it's a matter of, of obedience. And if we're, if we're walking in disobedience with God, our relationship is hindered, right? Our relationship is not what it's supposed to be. But on the contrary, if we walk in obedience, our relationship with God will thrive. And our relationships with others will thrive when our relationship with God will thrive, right? So it's all about being obedient to what God has called us to and, and walking as he's called us to walk because he's called us to walk in love. I want to show you a verse in, in the book of Ephesians. Um, this is the end of four and it, it gets on into five. But Apostle Paul says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. There it is again. I'll be honest, when I started to study this and look at this, I was shocked at how many times this connection between God's forgiveness and our forgiveness was in the Bible. Um, but, but, but Paul brings it up right here. And I want you to see that the way we're supposed to give is at God's standard, not our standard, right? We're, we're called to forgive as he did, not as we see fit. He says, right after he says that, he says, therefore, be imitators of God. Paul is nailing this point home. We are to be imitators of God, be people of forgiveness. As beloved children, we are to walk in love. Like that is the picture of what our lives should be, right? That is how we should strive to live and strive to walk. And, and if we do that, y'all, we will show the world the heart of God. Right. Amen. Amen. And, and part of it starts with praying this prayer. There is a purpose in praying and asking for forgiveness. As we jump to, to verse 13, um, Jesus says that we're to pray that God would not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now, this is a verse right here uh, that's super, super deep, and it's super, super simple. So if our purpose is today, we're going to take the simple route. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But what, what I just want to hit on this verse at the core of it, it, it's about praying for God's help in times of trial, temptation, and evil. Right? We, we are to pray for God's help. And the reason why that's so important and the kingdom purpose, I think, that we can pull out of it is the Bible tells us that, that we got a race to run, right. right? As followers of Christ, we got a race to run. We got a life to live, and we're supposed to live it and run it with endurance, Amen. right? We're supposed to live it and run it with endurance. And, man, we know not many things can drain you like regret and guilt and shame. Right. That stuff will wear you out, Amen. will wear you out. It's like eating a whole plate of Alfredo before going to run, right? It's just, it's not going to go well. But Jesus tells us to pray for these things so that you will not stumble, so that you will not be hindered because I have a plan for you, because I have a race I want you to run, because I have a work that I want you to do and need you to do. Right. Well, you can't run it all the way when, when, when you're hindered. In Hebrews chapter 12, um, these, these words are, are amazing. It says, let, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. This is what Jesus is telling to pray against, right? To pray that we would be alert, that God would help us to turn away from this sin, right. to get away from the things that would slow us down so that we would not be tripped up. And he says, let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. Yeah. And that's the thing, y'all. God, each and every one of us, God has a plan for our life. He has a purpose for our life. Right. I mean, he wants to use you right now. I truly believe that he wants to use you right now to impact somebody, to love somebody, to do something for the kingdom. That is why we have to throw all of this stuff away to get rid of it. 
so we can run this race. But if we've been around the block a few times, like many of us have, we know that's easier said than done, right? We know that's easier said than done. That is why Jesus tells us to pray about it, right? If, if we could do this on our own, Jesus would have told us to pray about something else, right? Like, there's plenty of other things we can pray about, but Jesus puts this here specifically, I believe, because he has a kingdom purpose for our life and because we're supposed to run it a certain way, and if we're messing with all this other stuff, we're not going to run the race like we should, right? I want to show you uh, Psalms 44. It, just, it gives such a great picture um, of what we're talking about. It says, I do not trust in my bow. I do not count on my sword to save me. You, O oh God, are the one who gives us victory over our enemies, right? So it's not our stuff. It's not our strategies, our methods, our ways of going about it. Our victory is in Jesus. Our victory is in his help, right? And the way he does things. Our bow and our sword won't get it done. But when we can pray this prayer and we can receive that grace, we can receive that help, we can receive that strength, we can run this race with endurance. And there's kingdom purposes and these things that, that God tells us to pray for. And I want to show you that there's also kingdom promises. If we, we kind of rewind again to, to verse 12, where, where Jesus tells us to pray for forgiveness. Man, there is a, a promise attached to that. One of the greatest verses in the Bible, 1 John 1, 9. Uh, you probably know it. But it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We got to read it again. It's, it's too good. If we confess our sins, he is faithful, faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Man, that's one of the greatest verses in the Bible, that God is faithful. He's faithful to forgive. He's faithful to receive. He's faithful to, to cleanse us and help us and restore us and fix what is broken. Like, that's what God does, y'all. That's who he is. This is one of the greatest verses in the Bible that we always got to keep on us. But it's also one that I think we got to be a little careful of. I think we should find a lot of peace in this verse, but this verse shouldn't make us too comfortable. And what I mean by that is we, we can't know that every time we go to the Lord, we're going to find forgiveness. So repentance just comes, becomes a formality that we just do it just so we can get some forgiveness. My, my guy, Andrew Murray, says only that which is really confessed is really forgiven. So we, we, we can find peace in this. We can find hope in this, and we should take it and hold on to it because every time we go to the Lord, we find open arms and restoration and forgiveness. But we can't, remiss, we can't miss the importance of, of repentance and owning up to our mistakes and the things that, that we've done wrong so that we can experience true forgiveness, and true freedom. Y'all feel me? Right. But the promise is there, and we should praise God every day that his mercies are new every morning Amen. and that he is always faithful. Um, as we jump to 13, back to 13, we see that, that Jesus tells us really to pray for help, that, that we would not be led into temptation, that we would not, um, or that we'd be rescued from evil. That, that word um, means that, that, that God will, will both protect us and can like remove us out of that situation. Um, it, it's an incredible word. But when I, when I tried to decide, all right, what promise to pull to talk about this, there was too many options, right? 
there was too many options. It was like, a, it was like an NBA All-Star game, right? Like, who are we going to give the ball to? Everybody's good. Um, and so what, what I landed on is, is wanting to encourage you and, and wanting to challenge you to, to, to pray and search the Word of God this week and find you a promise, find you a verse that you can keep on you, right. a, a verse that, that, that you can have. And what I mean by keeping it on you is, man, memorize it. Hold on to it. So when those moments come, you can go to it and receive the help that you need. And man, this goes for temptation. This goes for anxiety and fear and worry and anger. And man, Bible's got a recipe for just about any problem we got, right? There's a word for, for all kinds of stuff. And, and when you can dive into it and, and, and allow yourself to be touched by the word of God, man, it, it will change your life. One that, that's really been working on me right now that I want to share and we're going to read it on the screen. I'm working on memorizing it, but I'm not there yet. Uh, it's a whole psalm, so don't judge me. Uh, but it's Psalms 121. Uh, and this is one for me right now that, that the Lord has given me. It says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. And there's one more. The second half is right after that. Hey, there we go. Uh, it says, the Lord is your keeper. See, I'm working on memorizing. I don't have it yet, but I'm getting there. Uh, the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. What's Jesus tell us to pray about? That we would be rescued and kept from evil. Here's the promise right there. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth forevermore. Like, y'all, I cannot tell you how much those verses right there mean to me. Like, it has honestly been amazing the last few weeks as God has given me these verses, and I've read them so many times, and time and time again, I'm able to go to them and find peace and find comfort and find strength, and it truly feels like my Heavenly Father is telling me these things when I pray through this verse and I, and I read these verses to know that my help comes from the one who made heaven and earth, right? Like there is nothing that he can't do that I can go to sleep at night because he's not sleeping because he's still rolling. He doesn't need a break, right? I do. So I can take a moment and rest knowing that he's watching over me, that he'll keep me from evil, that'll keep my life, that'll watch over me, man. I truly cannot put into words how much these verses have impacted me and how much they mean to me. And what it's taught me is that if you give the word of God a chance, it will change your life. It, but you got to give it a chance, y'all. You, you got to give it an opportunity. So I wanted to encourage you, man, get in the word of God. Pray and ask him to, to, to give you a verse or show you something that you can keep on you, that you can turn to time and time again when you're in need. And I tell you, it will be amazing how much deeper your relationship with God will go when you allow him to speak to you. It's, it's, it's amazing. It, it really is amazing. So I want to encourage you with that. Um, all these promises in the Word of God are absolutely amazing. Um, last thing real quick before, before we, we close. Something caught my attention um, in Pastor Ron's sermon last week as he was talking. And, and he was pointing out as, as Jesus in, in the sermon, as he's addressing God as Father, and, and he gets to this prayer where he says, this is how you should pray. And he calls him Father how a lot of jaws would have hit the floor, right? That people would have been taken back by that. And I imagine there was probably a cat there that day who, if he would have had the, the guts to do it or had the courage to do it, might have tried to stop Jesus. 
and been like, Jesus, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I don't know if you, can, if you can do that. Like, you want to call God Father? That might be a bit too far, right? That, that might be a bit too personal. That might be a bit too intimate to do. I don't know if, if you can do that. And if that dude would have had the guts to say that that day, I think Jesus would have responded with, well, that's, that's kind of my point. That's kind of the point of, of what we're doing here. That, that this, this prayer that I'm giving you, you see, it's, it's not a formality. It's not a checklist to recite just to recite it. But it's actually a tool that will help you to grow in your relationship with God. It's actually built on fellowship. It's actually built on intimacy. Think about what Jesus is saying. He says, this is how you should pray. Which is to say, this is what you should talk to God about. Which is to say, this is what God wants you to talk to him about. God wants you to talk to him about who he is to you. He wants you to talk to him about his kingdom. He wants, to t- he wants you to talk to him about the needs that you have. And you're wrestling with forgiveness and, and, and him helping you and the things that you need help with. And this is what this prayer is about. It's about intimacy. And I believe that there's almost two ways to pray this prayer, right? Like you can, you can pray it verbatim, right? The words there, you can pray it, but don't let that become a formality. Just to say the prayer, just to say the prayer. But when you're doing that, man, think about what you are praying for. Think about what you're talking to God about. Uh, Pastor Greg, my dad, I still don't know what to call you when I'm up here. <laughs> talked about how, how he loves to pray those words, and I don't mean to steal your thunder either, uh, but he prays those words every day, right? He's not just getting up there and just saying them and busting through them just to say he did it, right? But I know, and I know his heart, that he's using those words to, to bring about a deeper fellowship with God. But there's also almost another way to look at these words too, and, and, and I want to show you uh, this quote and insight from, from Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones who kind of takes the prayer like this. He says, we are taught to bring our life in detail to God in prayer. But here we have only the great headings. Our Lord gives us these and we fill in the details. So one way you can almost look at this is like, this is what God wants you to talk to him about. Start to fill in the details of it. Even though God, he knows the details of our life. He wants to hear them, right? He wants us to talk to him about it. And let's just take these headings for a moment, if you will. Think about how deep and intimate and personal they are. Like the personalness of of daily need. Like, God, I'm relying. I need you today. I I need this today. The the intimacy uh, of the sin we struggle with and the temptations that we have and the evil that we face. And what about forgiveness, right? Forgiveness might be the most intimate thing of all in here. Think about all that that forgiveness entails, the pain that's involved in it, the regret, the shame, the guilt, the confusion, the frustration, the hurt, the vulnerability, how much vulnerability you need to ask for forgiveness, to really ask for it. You see, this whole prayer is built on intimacy. May it never become a formality, just something that Jesus told us to do, so we're going to do it. But if you use it in the way I believe it's intended to be used, it will grow your relationship and it will grow your fellowship with your heavenly father. This, this prayer right here, those are conversations for a heavenly father. Those are conversations not for a God that is far away, but who is close and near to you. Amen. But may it never become a formality. 
may it be built on relationship. And I believe if it's built on relationship, these verses actually go deeper and they're truer and they're richer to us. I want to I just close by giving one more example when, when we're talking about forgiveness and, and how deep and intimate it is and, and how forgiveness has to be built on trust and has to be built on relationship. Um, C.S. Lewis, he, he, he's talking about Christians and, and our struggle sometimes with forgiveness and asking for forgiveness. Uh, and this is what he says. He says, the second remedy is really and truly to believe in the forgiveness of sins. A great deal of our anxiety to make excuses comes from not really believing in it, from thinking that God will not take us to himself again or take us again unless he is satisfied that some sort of case can be made out in our favor. That is a sign that you don't know God very well. You don't know your heavenly father and the love and forgiveness that he has. That's why this is built on relationship. But he says, but, but that would not be forgiveness at all. Real forgiveness means looking steadily at the sin, the sin that is left over without any excuse after all allowances have been made and seeing it in all its horror, dirt, meanness, and malice, and nevertheless being wholly reconciled to the man who has done it. That and only that is forgiveness. And that we can always have from God if we ask for it. Man, God is not interested in formalities. He is not interested in us coming up with, with excuses. He's not interested in us hiding or holding things back. God longs for authenticity and intimacy because that's where real forgiveness is found. That's where real healing can take place. When you allow God to, to fully know you, when you don't hold anything back from him, I say, God, this is what's going on. This is where I am. This is, this is, God would much rather you come home like the prodigal son did than, than you wear your best church clothes. Come home broken, dirty, smelling bad, hungry. That's what God wants because that's real sometimes. So may we never allow our prayer life or these things that Jesus tells us to do to become a formality, just to do them, just to say that we did them. But I pray they would be built on intimacy. They would be built on relationship so that we could have that fellowship and connection with God that we need and that he longs for us to experience. Amen. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we, we love you so much. and you just, You're so wonderful. You're so wonderful. And you're so holy. And you're so helpful, Lord, that, that you would teach us how to pray. That you would teach us God, the things that you want us to talk to you about. That, God, we don't have to just aimlessly wander around, but, God, your, your word gives us direction. And specifically with this prayer, God, you, you, you teach us and you show us what it is, God, that we are to pray about. So, Lord, I pray that, that every time we pray this prayer, every time we turn to it, that we would be reminded that you love us. That we would be reminded that you care about the details of our life, that we would not allow this prayer to, to be a formality or, or just to be something we do, God, but it would be a tool that is used to grow and develop our relationship with you. God, I pray for anybody in this room who, God, they, they're struggling right now with, with, with anything at all, whether it be sin or anxiety or fear or worry or whatever the case may be. God, I pray that you would give them the courage 
to be open and honest with you in their prayer life. That, that they would get real with you, God, so that you could do real work in them. Pray for anybody else in this room, God, who, who does not know you, who, who doesn't have a relationship with you. And if that is you, I just would encourage you to, to grab me or, or Pastor Greg, and we'd love just to talk to you about Jesus and, and what he's done for you and, and what he's done in our life. Don't, don't leave this room without asking a question if you feel led to. God, lastly, I just pray for all of us that, that we would take seriously the promises of the Bible, that we take seriously the wisdom of the Bible, and that we would apply it to our lives so that we can live the kingdom life that you've called us to. Lord, we love you and we thank you for what you've taught us today and what you've done in our hearts. And we say all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. We pray you allow this message to transform you to take what you learned and share the love of Jesus to those around you. You can stay informed and connected by following Discovery Point Church on all social media platforms. Thank you and God bless you.